I got into this because I'd had enough. I was fed up, but I got to put my words into action because I felt that at that moment when I spoke to the Board of Supervisors, there was millions of people listening. As I've sort of become a leader in this movement, I've realized that people want nothing more than to get on board to get their freedom back. If my voice gets heard and helps people, then this has all been well worth it. If my kids have a better America to live in, then this is absolutely worth it. I really don't like this stuff. I never wanted to be part of a production or a movie or, you know, I'd rather be out in the fields fighting somebody. This is the way that we fight. If this is the way that we inspire uh, people to move forward and, and to come on board with us, you know, for the win, then I'll be here. So. My fellow Americans, it is time to take our freedom back. Episode number 132. I don't know what it is. <laughs> I'm 22. Good to see you guys. What's up? Jeremy, good to have you back. Yeah. yeah. Good to be we back. Last time you were here, here, man, we had everybody say, you got to have that Jeremy guy back on. Here we are. <laughs> oh, we're yeah. back. Glad to be back. So, got to make sure you follow us on, do you have the list there? It's yeah, Spotify. Yeah, yeah. Apple Podcast, FaceTime, YouTube. Facebook. Oh, Facebook, <laughs> YouTube, Rumble. We'll FaceTime. If you're a VIP, we'll we're, FaceTime we're, you. Uh, we're launching every Just follow month. us everywhere. Any <laughs> social media platform you can find, follow us on. Yeah. <laughs> right? right. So we're doing uh, two podcasts a week now. Yeah. So we're, it's going to launch at uh, 8 p.m. Mondays and 8 p.m. Thursdays. Yeah. So I'll say it one more time. Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Facebook, YouTube, and Rumble. That's it. <laughs> nice That's word. it. Nice and and also, share with your friends. You know, I mean, I think it's kind of cool because more and more people are saying, hey, man, I've watched episode number whatever. I say, oh, they're cool. And they go, no, the yeah. podcast, you know? Yeah. So a lot of people are watching the podcast now and listening to what we're talking about. So it's kind of a cool deal. Well, that's because 6.5 is crushing it, right? Dude, 6.5 6. It's is. been out can for we, about a week. It has about touch that? Yeah. 25,000 views in a week. Yeah. Um, People are really interested in what's going on in the county. Yeah. Also, just so everybody knows, if, if we say something too edgy for YouTube or Facebook or whatever, they take us down. You can always get our stuff at mountaintopmedia.com. So if you find that an episode is missing, we'll probably let you know if it got censored or something. Mountaintopmedia.com. They can't and censor And Rumble seems to be pretty good for that too, right? Rumble's yeah. pretty... Yeah, so yeah. far it's been That's where I watch all my amazing. flat earth stuff is on Rumble, so that's why I know. <laughs> that's how you stay up to date. That's how I stay up to date. Yeah, yeah so yeah. mountaintopmedia.com has all of the podcasts and all of the uh, Red, White, and Blueprint docuseries episodes on there. So if anything's getting censored, um, you can find it there. And it has its own server, so it's rock solid, right, pretty mm -hmm. much. Yeah, I mean, right. And then you can just watch them on there. You don't have to download. 
Yeah, you can just watch them right on there. Nice. Yep. So last Tuesday, I wasn't there, but I heard the BOS meeting was on fire. Yeah, I got pretty pretty rowdy. Um, at one point, I uh, they were talking about the ARPA funds, which is American Rescue Plan Act. It's Biden's $1.9 trillion um, rescue money, basically. Mm-hmm. And, and that money gets trickled down to the states and then to the counties. So out of the out of the state of California, our county receives $34 million, half of which was received last May. This all come up came up in Tuesday's meeting. Um, so $17 million was brought in in May. The public is completely oblivious to this, um, except for that board meeting. That's the first time anybody's ever heard of it, sure. um, to my knowledge. And I'm pretty engaged with this money, and I'm asking a lot of questions, and that's the first time I had heard of it. So $17 million came in May, and then another $17 million will come in next May. And the big question is, well, how is that money going to be spent? So in January, um, the CEO, Matt Pontes, let everybody know he plans to have that as uh, an item, a talking point in one of the meetings in January to um, – present how it will be spent, which at that point the Board of Supervisors will agree or not agree on on how it's spent. So at that point I got up there and I knew some things contractually with that money that I felt like I should um, bring up and um, make the public aware and have the conversation. So this is uh, what happened on Tuesday. Go ahead, sir. I believe Supervisor Bob brought this up a few weeks ago, but I I think we well, did we find out if there were strings attached to the ARPA funds coming in. Good morning. I uh, there are strings attached, and I believe Supervisor Bob you know uh, kind of clarified that a little bit. I don't have that language in front of me, but uh, but yeah, there's certain certain disclaimers there. And anytime we. Cl- uh, that we take in state and federal dollars. They usually have disclaimers there on not only how to use the funds, but the types of uh, restrictions that are placed on that funding. Okay. The, the language I heard was, and I think this would be really important for the community to get clarification on it at, at the January meeting, but the language I heard was, um, or that I read, was that uh, if we take in this money, we're subject to an audit up until 2025. And if we don't follow all mandates that are coming down from the state and federal level, then we owe the, all that money back. And it, it was pretty clear how it was written. So the the issue I have is that if we accept that, we don't know what mandates are coming next. Uh, it seems like at this point, Newsom's kind of shooting at the hip with all the mandates. And if we have new board of supervisors in the coming years that that are going to actually push back on some of these mandates uh, <clears throat> all of a sudden we might be owing the state of california and the federal government 34 million dollars which we might not have in the budget at that point so it might be a better move just to say we're not going to take it so you're seriously suggesting that we should not take 34 million dollars that this county desperately needs yes. i'm suggesting that I'm suggesting that if we... I just want to make sure that's what I heard you say. Yeah. Okay, well, thanks. Well, Thank you. Do I have any other speakers in-house? I, I'm going to respond. No, um, I, I didn't ask for a response. I, well, I still have a minute left. Okay, you can take a minute. Go ahead. 
at this point, we, it, uh, without knowing what mandates are going to be coming between now and 2025, I think it would be um, really unwise to accept money and say, uh, we'll do whatever you say for that, that amount of money. And I think that the, I think the citizens in Shasta County would, would, it would be important for all of them to know that we are being held hostage to whatever they have to say for $34 million. That's the point I'm making. And just to add to that point, the reason why we're elected officials is every four years, the community can step up and decide whether they agree or disagree with what we have done. That is how the process is designed. So there is a level of accountability built in by the founding fathers and the state. We run four-year terms, and, uh, and that allows us to be held accountable to the community, and I think sometimes we forget that, so I thought I'd give a gentle reminder. Um, That's a gentle <laughs> reminder. Thanks, Joe, yeah. for your gentle reminder. You know, the thing about it is, is he's saying that, well, he's acting like that's what he ran for office was to accept these, you know what I mean? Like, none of this stuff was in the light of day at the time of him being yeah, it's elected, not the reason you know? people voted for and him. it's like no this stuff's coming out fresh right now so he's acting like well the people voted for me because they wanted to go along with this stuff you know well, what what joe just said doesn't make sense though because it's it'll be too late in four years if we've spent the money right and we don't go the new board doesn't go along with the mandates then well, joe's right. up in six months so exactly and he's retiring yeah so he's making a choice that will affect his replacement. Right. And I, I said something like held hostage for this money. Somebody called it er, earlier this week. I was having a meeting, and somebody said it was it's a bribe. And what that, is, that it, makes so much more sense. Dead, it's a bribe. You know, based on your predecessor, and that's not cool. Because our whole goal is to get a board of supervisors that doesn't have to take this welfare money, I call it. You know, we don't need it. And we've bought into this plan somewhere along the line that we have to have the state money coming our way. Does it help for social services? Sure. Does it help public health and these kinds of organizations? Yeah, maybe it does a little bit. But can we restructure uh, our county in a way that we're running it to be more efficient without having to be beholden to any state money? That's if, the whole goal here. But if they desperately need money so bad, if we're in dire straits, then why are they like throwing these huge raises at department heads the very same day? Well, that's, what they, they, they that's what they desperately need the money. They desperately need the money. They need their raises. I mean, and, and to. To be clear, like this is icing on the cake. This right. money is not like we. This year, we're funded three hundred and thirteen million dollars from uh, the state and the feds. That's taxpayer money coming back to us. That's mm -hmm. how it's been designed. Um, so we're we're not losing the three hundred thirteen million for health and human services. And then we have our um, our discretionary fund, which is paid for by our our property taxes. Um, and we're, we're not losing any of this money. This is an extra amount of money. And the reason why when somebody called it a bribe, it made so much sense is because the, the government knows that the mandates that they're, they're asking everybody to follow are not going to be appreciated by most of the people, like a, a huge majority. Mm -hmm. And they know that the ones that they're going to pass in the next year or two or three years are going to be even more unpopular. So in order to ensure that the government, the local governments, 
are on their side and holding the people at bay is to bribe the local governments. We're going to give you $34 million Shasta County. On top of everything else you're already collecting. Yeah, we're, we, we, you're, you're fine on all this other stuff, but we're going to give you a little bit of bribe money, $34 million. And, and um, in order for you to receive that money, you have to sign on the dotted line. I have the contract here. I'll just read a, little, a couple little portions of it. You have to sign on the dotted line that you will agree to any and all state mandates um, that, that come down the pike. And it's actually between now and December 31st, 2026. 26. So I said 2025. It's actually so the entire next term for whoever gets elected, the entire next term is going to be beholden to whatever decision they make based on this money. So it just ensures that long arm reach of the government, the state and, and, and feds. And it's that's also it that this contract extends to any business. And we don't need it. Are you going to see any of that money? I'm not. I mean, I'm not going to apply for it because of this contract. If it's anything like the CARES fund, then they'll give a little bit of five or $10,000 to some local businesses. But listen to this. It says, the recipient of this money also agrees to comply with all other applicable federal statutes, regulations, and executive orders, and recipient shall provide for such compliance by other parties <coughs> any, any, in any agreements it enters with other parties relating to this award. And then it goes on to say, in under uh, remedial actions, if you don't comply with all of these mandates that come between now and December 31st, 2026, um, you're going to either be subject to recoupment through future funding. So hypothetically, they could recoup the $34 million off of next year's Health and Human Services budget, which is going to be a big problem because that means that a lot of people will get laid off and who, you know, uh, who knows what departments and stuff, and uh, or or they might actually just ask the county to pay for it, um, or they might not award future awards and grants that the county asked for. So basically, they're saying if you don't comply with everything, we're going to get that thirty-four million dollars back one way or another. And then they set up the snitch line. They they go into under number sixteen of the contract. It's protection for whistleblowers, and it basically says anybody that comes and tells on the county for not upholding all these mandates shall not be um, discharged, demoted, discriminated against. So they're basically letting letting everybody know like we 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 got an open tip line here. So you know if you don't follow everything we say. We're letting all, everybody that works for the county know, call us, and then we'll just charge the county the $34 million that we gave them. And the problem is is that we're making big steps here. We have three seats available this coming year in Shasta County, and I think we're actually going to turn this whole county around, and we're going to put the right leaders in place. Mm-hmm. But the decisions they're making right now will hold the right. future board in a very, very awkward dilemma of saying, okay, now we have the right leaders in place. Some awful mandate comes down in, uh, next year from Newsom or whoever. Oh, we saw it today, didn't we? Yeah, like t- today we, we saw we're going back to uh, masks uh, have to be worn indoors in all businesses between December 15th and January 15th. So... And I think the mandates are going to get worse. I think that's why they're giving so much money right now. Yeah. It's bribe money. And they want the county to be able to keep the citizens at bay, which is what they've been doing all year long. We know you have a problem with it, but look, 
we're beholden to the state. We can't push back. We can't even write a, a letter of advocation. We can't do anything. We don't want to lose our funding. Well, now our future leaders are going to have to be like, okay, we were put, we were elected to push back on these illegal mandates, these unconstitutional mandates. But if we do that, we have to pay the federal government $34 million. Hmm. They look at their CEO, is it in the budget? Well, no. They'll, they'll, these leaders will still hold the line, though, I believe. They will. And, and the people will just have to know that, hey, they were, they were, we'll have to do a really good job of PR letting everybody know that they were put in this position by guys like Modi that, that said to you, you know, are you really saying that we shouldn't take this money that we desperately need? Why, why do we desperately need it? We didn't have it yesterday. What do we need it for? And so, I, I, I've talked to high-level county uh, people that are coming, whistleblowers that are coming out, and they're telling me, it is crazy right now how much money is flowing into Shasta County. That's why they've got all these raises. You've got the Zog Fire Settlement, which sure. I think was 17 or 18 million. You've got the CARES funding, which they gave a little crumb to local businesses. And then they skirted the rest uh, through uh, Health and Human Services and right back to the general fund or whatever they sure. did with it. Um, you've got the ARPA funds coming in now. And there's a few other, uh, like, Big emergency, like the, the car fire. There were, there's, there's so many different. Um, Not to mention what they collect in taxes, right? I mean, we're talking about, you know, a county that's doing fairly well now. You know, people are getting back on their feet now, and businesses are open, and you know, people are out putting money into the economy again. Well, well a couple a things thing. come to mind. Number one, I think at this point the mandates are more damaging to the economy than the virus. We're to that point. We're we're at that point, that. I think everyone living and running businesses right now and out in the world can say what gave the hospital the biggest hit this past year was the mandate yeah. for the vaccine. And yet a bunch of people get laid off. Oh, that didn't work logistically. Now they're bringing them back. Right. So now it's like, hey, you go along with this and we'll just keep taking care of you. Right. Because the mandates are going to be so bad. Well, you will need relief or rescue plan funds because the mandates are getting worse and worse and crippling the economy, messing with people psychologically. They're doing all the damage that we see, including vaccine injury. Part of the, in, in my reading on the uh, Relief Plan Act, they actually added, I've got it here, I have to read it because it blows my mind. For vaccine injury. <laughs> no, they actually said, because part of it is how you can lose, if you're a business that gets receives these funds, is you can use it for paid leave which sick leave. And one of the qualifying things that was added is um, in ARPA from the last one is getting vaccinated, recovering from the vaccine, awaiting test results. These are all mandate driven issues. These are not issues that are naturally occurring. You're mandating a vaccine. You get a bunch of people sick. Now we need to back end fund businesses and government in order to cover the fallout of what we're doing. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, it's idiocy. Can, and then, can you imagine and then this, if the mafia came to loan you some money? And I'm just saying, some mobster yeah. comes up and says, hey, Lonnie, I'll, I'll loan you all the money you need to, to build your business and do this and that, as long as you just do what I say for the next four years. I'll even loan you. I'll give you. I'll give you that money. Yeah. Okay, okay. Gonna, yeah. Yeah. Well, okay, my bad. Yeah. And I'll forgive I'll, your debt I'll if you just listen to me. I'll give you the money as long as you do what I, sure. yeah. as long as you do what I say. Yeah, yeah, it's terrible. That's what I meant to anyways, say. Well, anyways, anyways, part, no, you're right. You're right. We're all, anyway, so being it coming from public safety, so one more point on this is – we would run into this with city of Chico and there was very conservative. And I was on the total other side of it. Young guy working on the fire engine, fire truck, wanting extra staffing. When we get a big call, we don't need it all the time, but there's certain times that you need it. 
Then the history, quick history on that fire department, we were cut to 90s staffing when there was a population of 40,000 people in Chico. Now it's 100,000. So yeah, were we desperate? Did I want another guy to have my back if I go inside the building and I go down, which happens, we train on it? Sure. Sure. So there is that side of you desperately need it because no one's going to say that the sheriff's coverage in this county is impeccable and that they can show up on time when you call them for certain emergencies. So there's a side of it that can be, you know, packaged as desperate, but then you have to overlay the principles of how you want to live. Do you want more taxes? Do you want to just keep being beholden to the state and the federal but not government? not when they're giving you know? huge raises to department heads exactly. at the same time. Yes, you know? and that's what that's... we had to fight within the fire department because we didn't get one for Raised a decade. Salaries are all the... well over $100,000 a year anyway. Yeah. You know, it's, yeah. It's the, but I just want to bring that point because that's how it'll get played. Well, now oh, yeah. all of a sudden the schools aren't getting funded. You know, we're not getting these public health workers. And that's, that's the other side of the coin that gets played, why we need the $34 million, which is just bad spending habits to begin with that got you there, like you're saying. Right. Yeah, if how about living within our means, you know, like you yes. with your household? If you, you're not going to – you're going to budget out what your rent is or your, your house payment or if you got your house paid off, your taxes, and then what you need for food and what you need for fuel and all this stuff. Can you pull that national debt clock up? You're, I just you're wanna, talking like a this, business owner. Right this now, is all John, trickling down from, I mean, this is all this 1.9 trillion. I just wanted to pull it up. Okay. The top left right there, you can see that's the U S national debt right there. I mean, it's, it's, it's like, you can look at these numbers right now. If you're racking up more debt than what you actually make, I mean, you're not going to make it, man. This is Bush. When Bush came in, when George 229, thousand seven hundred and six dollars debt look there's all these numbers that make you go crazy on here but just look (laughs) Look at this interest on the debt 419 it's insane okay these numbers can drive you insane okay but my point is 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 there there's more to it than this but even just the straight up official national debt number Look at that in the Look top how fast left. It goes up. Oh, it goes up. It goes up. It goes up. It goes up way quicker than the the amount of money that we're generating. And and you know when when uh, George H W. I'm sorry when George W. Bush took office, we were like three trillion in debt. He said he was this true fiscal conservative. We went Picture to that. six trillion in debt. And then Obama came in and, and we got freaking 17 trillion in debt. 17 and then uh, and then Trump raised the and I thought, "Oh, well maybe Trump's going to just increase the debt at first and then start to get hit the house in order." And that never happened. And it's just like when are we going to wake up and realize we don't need any more bailouts? We don't need any, we don't need more money. We need to start spending money more efficiently. We don't Which need, gonna, we're just digging we a yeah. billion dollars in in debt to CalPERS. You can pull that down. These numbers are the, pretty but annoying. It, the, and that is the core issue. And we're going to have to have it's going to sting. It's going to hurt. It, to to correct this, but it, because but we're all used to that money level. Flowing. I mean, I know we're like, okay, there's this bottom up philosophy that we've all embraced, and and, and we that's this is top down though. But but this top down, this starts at the top, you yeah. know, and, and we're incurring debt on the national level that we're never going to catch up on. So let alone, you know, anything that we incur just on a local level here. And, and we look at these things. I mean, look at Medicare, Social Security. Talk about the defense spending; it's out of control. You know, and I understand this. And, and when Trump came into office, he's like, "Man, I'm going to rebuild the military. I'm going to make sure we're strong." And, and that's all great. I think everybody in the room would say that's, that's probably a good thing in a sense. But to what point? At mm-hmm. what point are we just overspending? At what point? Why does an airplane cost millions and millions and millions of dollars? There's no reason it should. You know, mm-hmm. uh, so it, it's just bad business to begin with, I think. But we're seeing this all the way down to the local level now. I'm like, why is anything? 
cost thirty four million dollars. You know, well, why did we, the Sun Belt Bridge right cost twenty one or twenty two yeah. million or whatever? I can't I, even I, drive a car across it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean seriously, you just spent twenty exactly. something million on a bridge. You can't drive a car. <laughs> so uh, I know I, I, I don't know, but these are the kinds of decisions that smart people need to make, and we don't have smart people in these positions, and that's all we're fighting for. We just want smart people. Hopefully, you've owned a business. Hopefully, you've worked or managed uh, a budget yeah. at some point. Yeah. But you know? see, a yeah. guy like Modi, he's been at the trough literally his whole life. Of course. It, I mean, I, I I know his family before him owned a business, but as far as I know, he's never been a business owner. And uh-huh. and so he thinks the government is the answer to all problems yeah. because that's what he's, that's all he knows. Yeah, and, and I, I think to that point, you know, it in some ways it's easy for a group of guys like us to be able to understand that this is a totally broken system because we're all business owners. And I, I've actually thought a lot about, I, I don't even know if our current supervisors understand how broken it is, how these yeah. decisions aren't right because they've been in it their whole life that mm-hmm. they just think this is the way it goes. But we look at it, we go, okay, we're business owners. We'd never allow this to happen. And the, and the reality is if you look at Shasta County and the org chart, the, the owners of this business are the constituents where right. we elect mm-hmm. five representatives who we want to make these big decisions on our behalf and sure. you know it's kind of interesting how joe at the end said if every four years we get reelected, and i i believe that even just this one issue is reason for them to be fired because as business owners mm-hmm. if ever we put an employee in charge of our business and said hey i'm gonna go to Hawaii for the next couple of years with my wife and we're going to chill and you're going to operate the business. And I, and I believe you're the best for the job. That's what an elected official is. Sure. And then we came back after a couple of years and said, Hey, what you doing? And he said, I just got a huge amount of money, you know, to John's point from the mafia or whatever. <laughs> yeah. I got a huge amount I got of a money. Huge bribe. They're worse than the mob. At least the mob does stuff. At least maybe they give you a little bit of protection, you know, yeah, a little yeah. more what, ethical. Yeah. What, so <laughs> that, that's fantastic. What, what, like, why do they give the money? Well, they just gave it. It's ours. It's free. Well, yeah, what? Nothing's free. Nothing's free. What? Nothing's what's the deal? <laughs> <laughs> Don't well, they teach you that when you're a little kid? Yeah, nothing's free. Too good to be true. Guess they what? Said that we have to do everything they tell us for the next four yeah. or five years. Yeah. What are they going to tell us? I don't know, but we still got the money. How do we spend the money? I give raises to everybody. I know what yeah. they're going to say. <laughs> I mean, Mike. at that point, I'd be like, you're fired. Yeah, you're Everybody's fired. going back you're down. Yeah. This is not how you run a business. No, it's no. not. So it's when not. the new variant comes out, whatever the next one is after Omicron, and they tell us that we got to take anal swabs, PCR tests, I'm just saying they're going to be like, hey, take your anal swabs. And, and, and I'm so, just saying. They're so these, whatever whatever they say, we just bend, crate, bend over you know? and take yeah. it. So these, oh, these same swab, supervisors, an yeah, that's that's right. all there is to, it. to keep right. in mind, these same supervisors want to be rewarded and left in office for being apathetic to all the mandates. Right. Yeah. So they're, so the messaging here is we'll take this $34 million and we'll continue what we have done and just not enforce anything, mm-hmm. but yet coerce a bunch of people for the vaccine through HHS and all these other activities that they're doing. But, yeah, they haven't necessarily enforced it. So that's what they want to be rewarded for and kept in office for. I've heard them mm-hmm. plain, plain and, as day and say that. Meanwhile, so. the, the, there's people that you and I know 
uh, who are probably sitting on the other end going, all oh, that money's coming in. I'm getting this contract, you know? I'm yeah. This building contract. I'm getting this, you know? Yep. The, yep. This work based on that money. So they're sitting there hoping that money comes in, yes. you know? And, yep. and those are people that are fighting against us. They're people like, you know what? I hate corruption as much as you do. I see the problems with the county. You guys are right, but I'm sitting here waiting for this money to come in. Yeah. But know? I'm, I'm, I'm getting, getting paid but I partake yeah. of, yeah. Yeah. of this stuff. That they're you they're sitting at the table, you know? They are. Yeah, and absolutely. I, I think one of the ways that the, that, the county and the people that you're talking about that are loyal to the current leadership and, and what and the things that have been happening, I think um, one of the reasons they try to get the, the people, the masses, the constituency on their side is with things like the CARES funds. And this is the part where we've tried to put a spotlight on this. I don't know if it's totally fully clear yet, but to be very clear, the CARES fund came in during a time where businesses were making decisions whether they needed to declare bankruptcy, close their doors. I mean, my business, uh, like, uh, you know, I've been in business for over 20 years. I'm thankful that I'm still in business, but I did take at least $200,000 hit last year. Um, and, and, and still, I'm paycheck to paycheck. I, I haven't got back to where I was at all. A lot of people fly in from out of town to work with me. And so... We haven't fully recovered. Now, what they did... Now, you're talking gross, not net, right? I'm talking gross, yeah. yeah. So what they did is they, they, they took in this $18 million and they hired the um, uh, Jake Mangus and the Chamber of Commerce to distribute money, which it was up to 10000 I I looked at it all. It was about 450 businesses, and they received between five and 10000 each. So people get that, and they're just like, man, the chamber's awesome, the county's awesome, the government's awesome. Everybody loves us. Yeah, and, and it didn't really move the needle for businesses, but they felt like we're, you know, we're getting something. It's free money, and I'm, you know, I lost a hundred grand, but I got ten thousand dollars, so I should be happy. But what they don't understand is that the money that came in was eighteen million dollars. Right. They gave four million dollars to, to local business. businesses, between five and ten thousand a business. What do they do with that other uh, uh, fourteen million dollars? Well, what they did is they 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 said this other money we're going to keep as a county for covid related expenses and then they had their entire staff who works for health and human services all year long clocking out of regular pay now keep in mind mm. their paychecks covered by the state so they're clocking out of their check that's already their paycheck that's already covered by the state they're clocking into covid pay in order to drain that 14 million dollars well what happens to the regular pay it becomes an enormous multi-million dollar savings for the mm -hmm. county. Most of the businesses, well, every business that took that money in, they actually had to prove their loss. Otherwise, they had to pay it back. The county didn't have to prove a loss. They actually saved millions and millions of dollars that then they could shuffle around. It's a way that counties hide the money. And so at the end of the day, like the, you know, people need to be aware that, that counties are really good at making businesses and people feel taken care of and this is state and federal too making people feel like you know the government's doing a good job way to go jake mangus and the chamber i would have felt like if i was one of those businesses that got it i would have said why the heck did they hire the chamber yeah i would exactly. have got eleven thousand instead yeah. of ten thousand if they hadn't had the chamber do it yeah is there no one in the well we went that through that, that we went through that we were like what the heck what process are we going through 
Well, and this was mostly, it should have mostly went to businesses. Yeah. I don't think the yeah. county Well, that's who pays these taxes. You know, and, and <laughs> that's who lost all their money because they had to close <laughs> yeah. down, too. Yeah. They, they originally, uh, September 15, 2020, you can go, everybody's watching, go, go look at the county website, go look at the meeting notes. The original proposal was to, out of the 18 million, was to give local businesses $1.5 million out of 18 million. Now, Les Baugh, he, thankfully he was on the board at the time, he threw a big stank, mm-hmm. and they agreed to raise it to $3 million. But Les was saying, I want at least half of that $18 million to go to businesses. They're the ones that are hurting, not the county. We will have some COVID expenses, but certainly not this amount of money. And they raised it from one point five to three, mm-hmm. And then Les came back again around December, January, and said, we haven't spent anywhere near this on COVID expenses. Let's give the county or the businesses more. So they raised it again. So the total amount that went out was $4 million, But it, it should have been half or maybe even more than half. Yeah. You know? It's only like 23% or somewhere around there. 22 23%. Yeah. Even at $4 million So now 18. with ARPA, a huge part portion that's changed, like I read about the vaccine stuff, is they open that flexibility of how the counties and local governments can spend that money. They've even opened it wider because the count, all these smaller governments said, hey, I can't spend it how I really need to right now. So they're literally even can more use of it a for bribe. Just, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's more you of a bribe. do whatever you want with it, Bodie. It is. Yep. Yeah. yeah. It is. It totally is. Because they can use it for disaster relief, transportation, infrastructure, all so these things. So it's when not is that money supposed to land. So the, the rest of the money will come in in May. And um, how do we stop that? So in January, there is a public meeting. Okay. Um, the, they, the good thing is they haven't spent any of the $17 million. It's in a holding account. Can we send it back? I think so. We have an election in February. Mm-hmm. Uh, at that point, we might actually have a majority that says, "Hey, you know what? Like, we're what fine. a statement that would be." Here's your we're money fine. back. Yeah, we, yeah we're yeah, not yeah, going to yeah, take yeah. bribe money. Yeah. We're not going to yeah. turn our backs yeah. on our constituents and tell yeah. them we can't fight for you anymore because yeah. we agreed to take in this thirty-four we'll million. Yeah. What's the price that what What is the price for Shasta County um, elected officials? to turn their backs and not fight for the will of the people of Shasta County. It, apparently it's 34 million. Maybe it's less. Well, sure. 17 already. Yeah. <laughs> it was yeah. it. Right. Or 18. Yeah, the last yeah, time. That's all it took. So, mm-hmm. well, well so we need to hold it good. off. It sounds like. I yeah. just want to say one more thing. I know we're wrapping up here, but, um, you know, th- this is a, a, a historic time in Shasta County's history. We, we have three seats opening up next year mm. and this thursday at 6 p.m at the american legion um, american legion post 746 um we're we're going to be hosting a, a it's like a a debate interview q a with every um every candidate regardless of district right i mean yeah districts is, yeah. one two and five so we've got a hold of every candidate. So far, everybody's agreed except to come, for Modi. except for, for Modi, and we're waiting on one other person to call. So it's going to be an exciting night if you're interested in what we're doing. But people should put pressure on Modi. Everybody should be emailing, calling Modi's office right now, saying, hey, we expect you at this at this debate. Yeah. Why wouldn't he? This why is why for would the we public? vote to keep He should be able to prove it, all his points that he's been trying to 100%. prove. 100 Convince right us yeah. that you're right. You yeah. Tell us why you should stay. Yeah. I would you know? show up. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, if, if you're sure. running for office, I mean, why wouldn't you want to be there? Well, a guy that sits behind his mask 
from here to here yeah, for the whole meeting. One hundred percent is probably not. Gonna what's great about this too is that we're getting veterans uh, a voice here. You know, it's. Uh, part of the constituency that maybe often gets overlooked, you know, and everybody supports veterans, but they often don't know how to support veterans. Well, uh, if so, you so get there early, you can buy dinner, right? What yeah, time? you buy dinner. It's 10 bucks, you get dinner, and I think you get a beer or, or a drink for yeah, 10 bucks. Dinner, it's a great drink, deal. Yeah, and it all goes to support nice. the American Legion. Yeah. They do a lot for veterans. They do a lot for people um, that are serving their families. So we want to really support them. And, and Lee Fulton is over there doing a great job uh, carrying the torch for those guys. So let's... Uh, get out there and support them, please, you know? And, and I love that because that's what Blueprint's been about since yeah. the beginning. Shine a light on all this stuff. So yeah. here you have all the candidates right there inviting all the public to participate. Mm -hmm. Hey, sure. this can be your portion of the civic duty, your civic duty. duty. Show sure. up and start figuring out which candidate you're going to yeah. back, which one you like, which one you don't. And that's Thursday at 6 o'clock? Yeah, this Thursday, December 16th. It is. And it's going to be very fair. We're asking the same questions to each candidate. Where if Modi shows up, we're not going to beat him up with questions. You know, we're we're trying to to basically allow everybody to see apples to apples, who they feel like would best represent this county. I think there's over ten candidates that we're going to be interviewing. But there, there will be public time for some public questions, there right? So be. we can't yep. guarantee Leonard any safety at that. Yeah. Point. So <laughs> at some point, at, at the end of the you interview process, we're going to invite all the candidates up to answer questions from the public and. We will just, you know, take around a mic and let them ask away. Real quick, so. is uh, Kameni's replacement that he said he was going to endorse? Is, is, is that is that person come out? Yeah, no, yeah. no, no, uh, no. Uh, Kameni's district okay, one. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. district one, he said he has somebody in mind, and that hasn't been announced yet, and okay, we so have we no idea. It, okay, we've we've put this out as far as we can, and we're yeah. hoping that if there is like a. Uh, you know, a hidden district one rep that they give us a call or email us because we really would love to have everybody there. Absolutely. I think it's Aaron yeah. Reznor. Do you not? <laughs> I have or no Jake idea. Mangus. Jake Magus. Jake Magus. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going with Aaron. I think it's Aaron's going to probably put her name in the hat. I well, think. If, well, you're, if you're not willing to you get know. in the arena and and debate these people, you know, I I don't know that you if you deserve the position. Yeah. You know what right. I mean? Because yeah. if you, you know everybody's going to be there and they're mm -hmm. going to be expressing their opinions on different subjects and i mean if you want to play it safe anyways if you're running get your butt down there and, and uh it's it's going to be fair for everyone it's going to be yeah. a big night and a lot of stuff to talk about next monday so we're probably gonna to have to have jeremy back next monday for one of the ones just to talk about everything that yeah he's pretty cool <laughs> should keep him around <laughs> let's do it all right guys thank you thanks thank you